are now listening to Real Talk with Mr. Q, the War Machine. Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of Real Talk. I'm your host, Mr. Q, the War Machine. In today's podcast, I'll be discussing about white nationalists plotting to take over political parties. Uh, We've been saying this for years, that both parties, both Democratic and Republican parties, do practice some form of racism. And you hear folks saying, no, it's not true, no, it's not true, no, it's not true. Now, that's not, you know, we may have a few people or that's their individual thinking or way their preference, but that's not the whole party at large. Well, I came across this article from MSNBC News, and I was going to do it a couple of days, but I had just had just a look over it myself. And it's talking about how this white nationalist Patrick Casey is plotting his move to infiltrate and take over the GOP. Now, if you don't know who Patrick Casey is, he's the leader of some group called Identity Identity Rofa, or Erofa, if I'm pronouncing that right. Yep, he served as executive director of Identity Erofa. And he told uh, the NBC people that his bold mission is to take over as much of the GOP as possible. Now, we all know, people, that the history of these political parties, and we and folks been yelling this for years, that the, the Democrats, a.k.a. the Dixiecrats, was racist and, and all this stuff, and then black folks went over to the Republican side. Because they felt that Lincoln freed the slaves and all this yada yada, the BS, right? So, what makes this new? You know, because David Duke came out in the 80s, you know, saying, hey, <laughs> I'm leader of the Ku Klux Klan, so what? I still want to be president. Um, so, again, like, what is new? It's really, what is new now is that they're dropping the charade. And they are now coming out in full force. No more lying. No more hiding behind sound bites. No more dull, stale talking points. They are actually saying, you know what? Fuck it. We we, we, we racist and we're going to take over this country. We want this country back. And we don't care who says what. We're going to do it. That's just the bottom line. Let's just be real about it. And this is not... Just because of Trump in the office, it happened under Obama thing with all these hood um, would-be white people felt their economy, their dream drifting away. And like this nigger did this. And so this stuff started brewing, started stewing. And so now you got the the Richard Sp- uh, Spencers, you got the Patrick Casey's, you got this some other dude named Don. Wait a minute, I got his name right. Nathan D'Anglo. All these folks 
these white nationalists now coming out in full force. No hell's barred. In your face. We're going to do this to you. And I'm going to read a little bit what he said. <laughs> that some of us should take, you know, don't take lightly, but should take this and put it in perspective. And I'm going to tell you why they want to influence and infiltrate the GOP. Is that Casey uh, took the reins of this group in, in 2018 and continue to infiltrate GOP ranks in order to influence politics and culture. The organization only accept Europeans descent, non-Jews members must ban from dating anyone outside their race. You know the typical stuff. Now go back to the part when they say infiltrate and influence political policy and culture. Now I did a podcast about the truth about white supremacy and making of a slave. And I gave you that book. But I also gave you another book called The Woman and the Clan. And in the, that book, it states the same thing for the females to do. Infiltrate policy, public policy, school policy. Culture. This is their plan. And they're doing it right there in plain sight. And some of us are still sleeping at the controls, hoping for the boogeyman to come. And the boogeyman is right there dressed up in nice clothes. Because, like Casey, like I said, most of these white nationals, they're not running around with hoods, they're not running around with. Tattoos on their body. They're not all swastika this and down and hair and unshaven, kept with black belt, uh, black boots and all this stuff. They're out here dressed up in business clothing, smiling and cheesing in your face saying, hey, I want your vote. I wouldn't do nothing to you. I really want to save America. And this is what this idiot said in this interview as well. He want to take back America. And he have over 800 followers. And they all got emboldened by Donald Trump's rhetoric on racism and immigration. They advocate and allow only Caucasians, a.k.a. crackers, to migrate to the United States in order to maintain white supreme majority. And so in case it said this would be the perfect world, whites will live among whites. Western Europeans among Western Europeans, Australians against Australians, blacks among blacks, and so forth and so forth. Now, when blacks tried to do that, white folks start getting suspicious. But this dude said he wants separation. He wants to be separate. Have his own white folks. Okay, fine. I'm, I'm cool with it. Go and take your ass on somewhere. But... How he's going about doing it, you know, it is what it is and how it's been doing. He's just coming out in front. And see, those those type of people who are racist, I I can I can take that head on. It's the people who are closet racist. 
liberals, folks who say things off the cuff, but they really are believe in what this dude is saying. They really believe in it. And um, the other dude I was telling you about, Nathan Danglo, this dude got put in prison because he had... Then he got out. He had to step down because he had punched somebody, and I think you seen that uh, that picture up on uh, on the screen or heard about it when he punched this Antifa protester, knocked her ass out. I seen that. But um, you know, this is what Patrick Casey is saying. You know, you say KCC political. This is listen to KCC politics as a better vehicle than protesting and better reaching for the mainstream for him to reach the mainstream people he's known for his extreme racist views and unwelcome in many corners of the country now this dude if you seen this dude you think he's selling books or selling some type of insurance but this dude right here people he is the face of what's coming down the pipeline that's been there for years and this comes back come off the back of this movie that's coming out by Jason Black called Race Wars um, people the race war been here like I said you got Richard Spencer you got this dude Patrick Casey you got this other dude, Nathan. You got David Duke. You got all these folks running around. But those are the ones, the faces that you do see. But there's faces behind that, people, that you don't see. And there are a lot of folks that's liberal, that's racist. And we as a people don't want to know that or we just don't wake up. I, I just don't understand. I just don't understand it. Now, he's promoting separation. Black folks been saying that for years. Oh, man, you racist. No, that's not racist. And the reason why he's saying that is because, truth be told, white folks will be in the minority of this country in a couple of years. For real. And he wants to make America great again. Just like Donald Trump. He want to make America great again. But make America white again. But America never been white. America's always been colored. Now you can go back to Europe with that. And make Europe great again. <laughs> but. America never been colored. I mean. I mean, Excuse me. America never been white. It has been colored. That's what I meant to say. America has been colored. It hasn't been white until you came here. Until you took this land. So this is what this is about. But as I said, I mentioned race wars from Jason Black. And this kind of ties right into, like I said, this is the political thing that's coming up. What's going on in the the thing folks want to get out to vote. You hear about the voting suppression in Georgia and all this stuff. You know, all these tired ass tricks that these these white folks are putting up. And some of these black folks are walking into. And it takes me back to the time when 
Amer when black folks was doing something in the 90s and they lost that now because now you look at all the growth of what's going on. You see black men getting harassed, Mr. Cosby thrown in jail, being convicted of public opinion. You know, it's, just pub it's, it's a public lynching, public, you know, just run amok. So when you hear stuff like Patrick Casey, the Richard Spencers, and you know, Richard Spencer said there is going to be a race war. The race war is already been gone, people. And I mean, if I would have to give my assessment of our battle readiness as a people, we ain't going to make it. We can't make it. And that's a sad thing. And, you know, because all the places that we know as black places has been uh, going through a gentrification. We'll, we so quick to give up what we're going to get. Now, I know, hey, some people get a hard time. You got to sell something. I got you. But a lot of this stuff, folks, is because we are lazy. We're lazy individuals. And let's just be real with that shit. We're lazy. Racism has been knocking at the door because we're lazy. And we don't want to take up arms. Both mentally, spiritually. And physical arms. We don't want to do that. We don't want to clean out the garbage in us to fight the good fight of this race war. We want to sit here and say, well, we'll vote our way in. We'll screw our way in. Hell, we'll suck our way in. Hell, I'll lay down. We'll let you walk on us. Just let us in. And all those methods have failed. Now, this dude... Patrick Casey, and I'm not even call him Mr. Call him by his name. Patrick Casey has come out and said in full that he wants to take over the, the Republican Party. He wants to do that. That is his mission. That is what he wants to do. And he will not stop until it, it is in the white national hand. But see, he ain't got that much far to go. Because if he can go there, like I said, he went to CPAP. Over the summer. CPAC has always held up there the National Harbor. Up there in Maryland, right? He went to CPAC. This dude dressed up, like I said. I'm a picture. Put the picture up. Let you see how he look. He like some, some dopey little white dude. That he's scared that you're going to mug his ass. If you get close to him. But this little dude right here. Is one of those sneaky ass crackers. That will want to do things to you. You see Richard Spencer. It's it, every in any angle of Richard Spencer. You see nothing but evil in him. This 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 devilish in him. And they want this country so bad, where they can do what they want to do. But you can't push people out who was brought here. See, you brought us here, we here. And like Richard Spencer said, and I'm just going to quote him like he, he was said in the opening trailer of, of the race war movie. There is going to be a race war and we're going to win it. And they are winning to a point. As I said again, if I was a field commander, a major general to be exact, to be out there in the field, commanding a brigade of, of troops, 
I would sit up here. My natural assessment would say we can't make it. We don't have the, the mindset to win this. We think it's a game. We think we're going we gonna to shuck and jive and dance and play basketball our way out. Of this, and that's not working. These people are, are not playing. This dude said it is better to take on policy than it is to protest. That's what Casey said. Then Dr. Uh, Clark Anderson said that we need to have a political thing. See, we so far behind. And I'm just quoting him because that is true. I said the same thing. We don't take this stuff seriously until it's too late. These folks want to have a, a real purge. They, that's what they want to do. We're too busy electing folks off of feel-good notions. I feel good, man. You better start knowing the issues. We need to start thinking about what we're gonna do. We can't all we can't vote our way out of certain things because, like I said, the Democrats they got races in there, whether they want to tell you that or not. They do. And pretty soon it's gonna be some white nationalist dude or some group they're gonna want to go to the Democrat for, and they've been there, as I was saying, and spoke of in. That podcast about the woman of the clan. The women of the clan said they want to take over your PTSA association. They want to take over your school boards. They want to infiltrate policy. Don't you understand that people? Policy. I ain't talking about a feeling. They said policy with a P. P, P. Not f f feeling. But we got too many Negroes hollering about, man, I'm ready for it. They ain't going to do nothing. Man, they've been doing stuff hand over fist. And they coming out bold. And like I said, this dude, man, I look at this picture. This dude just like he's going in a Sunday scroll in the park somewhere. We are the ones that are unprepared. We are the ones that are not ready for what's coming. When, through gentrification, when they... I remember a couple of years back when they was just starting gentrifying Harlem. And people were saying, man, y'all need to stop letting them come into Harlem. Y'all better stop letting them come into Harlem. They're they taking Harlem. And the black people said, man, ain't nobody coming in here to take up Harlem. Harlem is going to be black. Harlem is Harlem. Shit. You can't even go to Harlem and get a decent, you can't even get a decent apartment without breaking off two or $300,000 or more. It's been gentrified. See, the thing about it, people, they want to romance all the culture of us. They just don't want to see you and I. And we too stupid to realize that. They have moved their gentrification from, from Detroit, going through Chicago. Because Chicago is a, a going, is a form of gentrification, all that violence. That's just trying to dumb down the prices and push all the Negroes out of there once and for all there too. L.A., they went home, they went to my hometown of Atlanta, man, I w went there twice, went back home to Atlanta. Atlanta don't even look like Atlanta that I know. It looks dead, gloomy. The historical black college is like somebody, it's like a, 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 a scene out of Dracula. That's how it looks. Dingy. I remember Atlanta used to be vibrant. 
alive. Now, like a like I said, like Dracula walking around there, and they buying up homes cheap. The neighborhood that I I was in, and I say about four or five block radius. I even go ten blocks. I've been in most of the homes over there. You know, all those homes now are condemned. And you'll know what part I'm talking about. I'm talking about Northwest Atlanta. You know what I'm talking about over there by High Tower Train Station. Condemned. That was the heart of black folks in America. I mean, not in Atlanta. For us in, in Atlanta. Not, 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 not for real. That was the heart of black folks. Not for America, I meant to say, but Atlanta. That was the heart of it. All black. Now you go over there, you see buildings being pushed down, homes, beautiful homes, beautiful homes destroyed. And this is how they doing the race war. They are on all fronts. We're the ones sitting here thinking, well, as I said again, if I can play ball, if I can dance, if I can screw, I got a chance. That ain't working. And people like Casey, Spencer, this D'Angelo dude, no rest of them, David Dukes of, the, of America, they are marching hard. People, they're marching hard. When are we, we going to get up and march? I just gave you a battle command assessment. We're not ready. We so we too far behind. We don't have no logistics in place. I remember when Professor Black Truth was talking about having an intelligent apparatus for our community. We don't have too much communication. We don't have too much intelligence going from one place to another because we too busy at the controls. And you know what control we are? The remote. Because we ain't in no control to do battle. These people are serious about this stuff. This is nothing new. This is just out in your face now. I remember when it used to be, when I remember David Duke came out, he had to do a two-step back and said, no, I'm, I'm not like that. That dude was trying to cover his ass left and right. Now he came out after years later. He said, yeah, I'm like that. And many, many more are coming out. I had a video of this young woman uh, basically saying that, you know, she said, I wanted all niggas to die. And I found this video and I put it on my on my Facebook page and I shared it with folks. The video is gone now. But this chick, she looked like any chick that you probably see at some bar. Any chick that maybe at some dang food restaurant. I mean, chick wasn't a night, wasn't bad looking chick. But she looked like some girl that would come up to you and say, hi, I want to be your friend. Like that chick that followed that dude to his apartment. Some, not like her, but I, I just want to get to know you. That type of bullshit. And then for her to sit up here and say that stuff. Like, hey, I want all niggas. She didn't say some. She didn't be specify on names. She said, I want all blacks to die. And I shared that video. Again, video got taken down. People, I had to tell you, this race war thing is already here. It's been here. It's, it's unfolding right between our, 
you know, right before eyes. I'm gonna say right between eyes, but you know that too. It is. It's folding. It's unfolding itself. It's revealing itself to you and I. Some of us are gonna pick up the weapon and fight. Some of us are gonna stay asleep. Some of us are gonna keep hoping that I can, I can screw and squirt and get my way up in and dance and tell a couple of jokes. That's gonna help me get away. No. No, 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 no. If their thing is policy, you and I ain't going to be able to get nowhere. Because the policy that they will bring forth, if we was to stay under their rule, you and I will be back under slavery. We won't be able to own anything, have anything, say anything, or do anything without their permission. And see, we allowed this shit to get that way because we abandoned our neighborhoods. We abandoned our industries that we used to do. We drove a wedge between man and woman, counterparts of the two. We have devalued that system. We have not passed down any type of skills, wisdom, or oral history to none of these folks. That's why these folks run around here acting crazy as it is. And they're walking right in. Without hardly firing a gun. Oh, a couple of us get killed. <laughs> you know, that's part of warfare. But the most part of it is that they hoping that we'll do ourselves in. And that way we can just, they can, hey, we can just walk on in and say, I take that. Yeah, I don't need it. The sad thing about it, about my hometown in Atlanta, that when they get through gentrifying it, they're going, like I said, they're going to romanticize about the civil rights. Oh, Dr. King did this because right up the street from my house, Dr. King had a house right up the street. One, two, three, four, five blocks away from me. There's a house there that was in his family. And somebody would be, oh, I, I got one of Dr. King's homes. See, we don't understand legacy, people. For some reason, that's just... Fly off our heads. We don't understand passing on the matrix. I'm gonna say if you a Transformer fan, if you know the old Transformer thing, I had to just throw that in because the legacy is like that. It's passing on the matrix of leadership. I'm passing on what I learned to you to make you a better person, to make you a better community, to make you a better man, a better husband, a better woman, a better mother, to raise better kids. I'm passing this knowledge on to you, this matrix. But instead, it's gone. It's just a shell. And we're running around here hoping and praying that some good, clean, Christian liberals will lead us to the promised land. And they just as racist as hell too. Mm. So don't be fooled by that. I got black friends. Oh, I got a black wife. Oh, I got a black husband. That's bull. They are racist in their hardest too. When are we going to start waking up people? When are we going to start picking up and start doing? Because like I said, this movie, Race War is coming out in certain theaters throughout the country. Go look at it. I mean, I think it's going to be a good thing, but the war is already here. 
the race the race war has been waged and we are scattered like to the wind just we out here only a handful of people like myself and whatever are holding it and we holding it for our family and holding on for others like that that we might hook up but as i said again i just gave you my assessment because like i said this is the war room i'm executing war machine i'm telling you this is a war i'm raising war on ignorance and foolishness in our community we're not ready these people are playing for keeps we playing for fun they plan to annihilate us we playing hoping and praying they they about business we about fun you see what I'm saying? We're not, you know, Richard Spence ain't playing. He meant what he said. That we're going to win that race war. This dude Casey, he, he ain't playing. David Duke, wherever the hell he at, same thing. He's not playing. Only people playing is folks like you and I. Not me, but people who look like you and I. Because you ask the man, what are you going to do? About this race war, man. If they come down here, they gonna do no, 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 no. They are. That's gonna be the last big thing, the physical attack. This is all a psychological and economic attack. They gotta do that first. Then they'll march their way in and do the do the 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 purging thing and be done. But when they do do it, I guarantee we still ain't gonna be ready. We're still not gonna be ready, people. And it's a sad thing. But yep. I just had to bring that to your attention because uh, this is a little note to this. It is predicted by 2045 that white people are going to be the minority in this country. And you know what Casey said? He said that's unacceptable. He's not the only one. Richard Spencer said the same thing. All of these white nations are saying the same thing. It's unacceptable. They in it to fight. To the very last drop of blood. Black people. When are we going to start getting up and preparing to fight? When are we going to stop playing around? Horsing around. Slapsticking. Showboating. Hoping and praying we're going to send our kids to the NBA. And that we're going to get our meal ticket. And even if you do win the lotto. Are you going to buy any property? Are you going to refurbish any black community and say this is ours or you gonna go piss it away because a lot of people sit up here and say well black people have money if i win the lot i'm gonna do this and i'm and i just want to say that would you do that would you buy or adopt a block a community and restore it find out about the history because i'm gonna tell you like this here it's a sad thing to see my neighborhood be gentrified I don't have the money, but I got dang it if I had it. It's some it's some buildings and homes there and history that I want to preserve. Because as I said, this is the matrix. This is something to pass down to let kids know that, hey, that's black, baby. We built that. That's ours right here. And they trying to wash it away as much as possible. Dub it up. Clean it up and say, hey, we done this. Knowing damn well that white folks didn't make Harlem the way black folks made it. Knowing damn well 
that black folks didn't do Motown, Motortown, Detroit like black folks did it. Knowing good God Almighty knowing well that they didn't that black folks helped build Chicago and Atlanta. But they're trying to erase all that. Push it to the side. Just push it. And just take over and say, you know what? It was some niggas staying here, but you know what? They, they were just too stupid. And we just had to come on in and take their property. Mm -mm -mm. Oh, Jimmy, come on out here and bring me some tea. Yes, boss. You know, Jimmy grew up here. We made him our slave boy. That's the mentality. That's the America is going to be if we don't get up and start doing what we need to do. If we don't start teaching our children, if we don't start teaching ourselves, if we don't start getting the cobwebs, as my old teacher said, out of your mind and start putting something in it other than garbage, we're going to find ourselves just right back in that same hole again. I refuse to. I refuse to. I'm going to tell you the truth and I'm going to end with this, people. I'm going to fight as long as I can fight. But, you know, I'm not going to be there to fight standing by myself for too long. But I'm going to fight as long as I can. And like this old saying my mom used to tell me and old people used to say the same thing. A hard, a fast run is better than a hard stand. And if you don't know what that means, that means sometimes when you outnumber, you got to run. Now, I fight as long as I can. But I'm not going to be the only one out here sweating, dripping, pouring with sweat, spit, mouth dry, all this stuff, trying to get you to understand that, look, these folks are serious about what they want to do to you. This is what they want to do with you and I. This is what they want to do. We're not going <laughs> to, hey, when time up, it's time. And like any force, you know, you got to retreat. Especially when your, your reserve, reserve ain't doing and you got the numbers. But you don't have the will. That's, that's the problem. We have the numbers, but we don't have the will to do it. This dude got 800 people. Now, as this thing keep going on with Donald Trump and this, all this foolish crap, and these folks started whatever sick, twisted roller coaster ride in their mind. They're going to wake up that nationalist, this, that, and other crap in them. That number is going to continue to grow. And we're going to still be sitting around here like, yo, man, we're going to be there. Mm -mm. And they're going to have to start doing little sneak attacks. And we still won't be ready for it. So. I just had to bring this story to y'all about this white nationalist, and his name is Patrick Casey, who want to take over the GOP. He ain't the only one. It's going to be somebody who want to take over the Democratic Party, too. They already got this chick who's a socialist. Come on now. Just a, might well just step on one step over and say, I want to be nationalist, and let's go ahead and let's just be like that. Just make it even. But um, if you haven't got your tickets... For that movie race uh, race war, you know, I said go check it out, see what it's about. But I'm here to tell you that the race war is already here. We just been again muffling through it, stumbling through it, or just all together not thinking about it, ignoring it, hoping it'll go away. But this movie, 
you know, supposed to shine some light on it, but in more detail than I've covered here. But my again, my own personal opinion, like I said, is already here. And a lot of us are not going to make it. We're not going to make it, people. We're not. So, again, I want to thank, uh, take this time to thank my supporters, thank the people who who have subscribed to my show and listened to the show. I'm, thank you for your folks leaving comments and stuff. Um, I like coming on here, talking to you, bringing this issue because, hey, I learned something. Hopefully you learned something because, hey, people, we... You know, we got to share this information. We got to share the information. Our enemy is showing this to us. And we got to look at ourselves and say the enemy within us too. Because, again, we collectively are lazy. We are passive. We are an enemy of ourselves when it comes to that. So this race war of folks doing, talking and stuff. And, you know, people talking, they're just talking. No, these folks are slowly behind us. It's like... On multiple battlefields, just moving about doing things. It's multiple parts moving at one time. And we as black people, we only think one dimension. And these white folks are on all four, five, six, seven, probably 12 different dimensions. Thinking about how to get our asses. And we need to start thinking like that too. We need to start focusing on those type of dimensional thinkings. Because if not, we're going to keep running into stuff like that. Pretty soon, like I said, I'll be re- coming to you reading the article. Like I said, a white nationalist want to take over the Democratic Party. It's no surprise, but now it's coming out more like, okay, I'm tired of hiding it. I'm tired of telling you that I like you. I want to say I hate you, nigga. That's basically what I want to say. I want to hate your ass, nigga. That's what they want to say. And this is basically what Patrick said. I want to hate you niggas in front. I'm tired of hiding behind this Charade and this rule. I want to come out and say I can't stand black niggas, and I want to kill them. There, I said it. So, again, people, thank you for coming in. It's not funny, but I had to make a little joke about it. But I said thank you for coming in, um, and listen to me. This is your host, Mr. Cutie, and this is War Machine. I'm out, but think about what I said. This was the War Machine. Real talk with Mr. Q. Don't forget to join us next time.